This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Purim Tavshin Ein Ches The Gemara Megillah tells us, Shalu Tamidav at Rav Shimon Bar Yechai Rav Shimon Bar Yechai's Tamidam asked him a question. They said, why were the Jews so punished in the story of Purim? Why were they threatened with annihilation to get killed out? And the Gemara says in Megillah on Yud Beis, the Gemara says, Rasha, because they enjoyed the Suda of Achishverosh. Now we read the Megillah, we see what did they do wrong? Achishverosh, the king, invited them to the Suda. They made sure everything was kosher, everything was good, so they wanted to go. Mordechai tells them they're not allowed to go. Many people listened to Mordechai, didn't go. Many, many Jews did not listen to Mordechai and they went. A little later, when Haman was parading around and walking around, that everyone had to bow to him, Mordechai didn't bow to him. And the Jews kept on saying, Mordechai, if you don't bow to him, he's going to get angry at us. We're going to get in trouble because of you. And people were getting angry at Mordechai. And then, when the decree came down for Mordechai and all the Jews to get killed, all the Jews started to blame Mordechai. He said, Mordechai, look what you caused. You didn't bow down, and look what you caused now. It's only all the way at the end of the Megillah, when the story becomes clear, do we realize how Mordechai was right. In fact, the punishment did not come because Mordechai didn't bow down to them, but the punishment came because they didn't listen to Mordechai, and they went to the Suda. And from here we see a very, very important lesson. And that is, when the Rabbanim tell us something, it's worth it for us to listen. Of course we listen when we understand what they're telling us. And of course we listen when we understand that they're right. But what about when we think they're wrong? What about when we know they're wrong? We should still listen. We see the same thing from this week's parashim, Kisisa by the eagle. When Meishu Beinu told them when, they're gonna, when he's going to come down, and the Jews started to go and wonder where he is, and Bnei Yisrael was running where he is, and they made an eagle. They should have listened. Meishu said, I'm coming down, I'm coming down. Ah, he's not coming down? Your calculations are incorrect, because Moshe said he's coming down. And that's what we see in the story of Purim. When the Rabbanim tell us something, we should listen. Lest you think that this is only something from a long time ago. Today the Rabbanim can't do such things. The truth is, it's not true. The truth is, as long as someone acts with siyata de shemaya, and he does something the shame shemayim, we see many times that they are proven correct. There's an interesting Gemara in Avayda Zara that tells us, what happens if I have a tray for dish? And I want to cash for that dish. What do I do? So the Gemara tells us, the way it became treif, that's the way you get the taste out of it. Certain dishes, however, the bleis, the taste, cannot come out. And therefore you cannot cash for them. Earthenware dishes, you cannot cash for that reason. However, says the Chacham Tzvi, based on the Gemara and Zara, that after 12 months, the bleis dissipate. The taste only remains there for 12 months. After 12 months, it's completely gone. And therefore, after 12 months, if you go and you follow a certain procedure, you fill them up three times with water and you're emptying them out, after 12 months, you can use it. <clears throat> Rav Moshe Feinstein in his Igris Moshe says, that's not the law, we don't follow that. Unless it's a hefsim maruba. There's a big loss involved. Then, it's a hefsim maruba, you can do this thing, you can wait 12 months, 
clean it out three times with water, and then you can use it. One day, Rabbi Yaakov Neuberger, who's a Rav in Tinek, one day when he first became a Rav, he gets a phone call from someone. He says, Rabbi, we have a set of china. And it's a very, very dear set to us. It's from my wife's grandmother. It's a very expensive set. And we'd like to know, my wife's grandmother was not religious, and like to know if we were able to cashier it. So Rabbi Nuber spoke to them, got a little information about the set of china, and then he said, oh, a very, very expensive set of china. He did the heter from Rav Maisha. He told him to wait 12 months. And then, as the Chacham Tzvi says, the taste, the bleis go away. They should fill it up with water three times, rinse it out, and then they can use it for Hefzim Meruba. Two weeks later, he got a call from another local Rav. He calls him up and says, Rabbi Neuberger, did you tell that, those people, that couple, that they can kasher their set of china? He said, yes. He says, how are you allowed to do that? You're not allowed to kasher the china. So he says, what do you mean? I told them, the Rav Meishe, the Chacham Tzvi, Hefzim Meruba, a big loss, and therefore you're allowed. He said, Rabbi Neuberger, you don't know these people. These people live down the block from me. If you drive by your, their house, besides for seeing the way their house looks, there are two Mercedes Benz in the driveway. These people, the Hefsa Maruba is not affecting them. This great loss, they won't even notice. They are so wealthy. How could you do such a thing? Rabbi Neuberger was concerned, maybe he gave the wrong psak. He called his Rebbe, Rabbi Lipschitz, and he asked him, what does it mean, Hefsa Maruba? And he told him, says, no, you said the right psak. Hefsa Maruba goes not on the person, but on the situation, on those dishes. Many, many years later, Rabbi Neuberger is walking down the street, and he meets somebody, and the person says, Oh, Shalom Aleichem, Rabbi Neuberger. He says, Aleichem Shalom. He says, Rabbi Neuberger, I have to tell you that today, me, my wife, and my family, we are all from because of you. He says, really? So it's very nice to hear. But what do I have to do with you being from? I, I don't really know you. He said, many, many years ago, my wife and I were discussing if we should become from or not. We weren't from. And I really wanted, my wife really didn't want. And we've been discussing it back and forth for months. And finally my wife said, you know what, I'll try it. But I don't want to give up certain things. And one of the things she didn't want to give up, she said she had a beautiful set of china that she got from her grandmother. And she wanted to keep that. And she said, if they have to cash for their kitchen and throw that out, Forget it, she's not going to do it. We called you up, we asked you the question, and you told us that we are allowed to cash for that, and therefore, we made the plunge and we became from. And all those years later, we are now from because of that. And Renewberger said, he goes, you see from here, as long as a person tries to give the right psak, Hashem will give him siyata de shmaya, that he, he will do that. And that is the lesson we have to learn as we hear the Megillah, to always make sure to listen to our Rabbanim. Have a wonderful Purim. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.